Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Welcome to Inspiring Leaders, the podcast that shares ideas, perspectives, and best practices from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader. Hey, welcome back to the show. It's the beginning of the month, and that means the Leadership Brothers are back to expose another intolerable boss. Brought to you by our show sponsor, the Otis Group, for your financial and risk management consulting and virtual CFO services. Visit them at otusgroup.com. I'm Terry Lepofsky, Executive Coach in Ottawa, and I'm joined by my brother out in Calgary, one of North America's top executive coaches, Pat Lepofsky. Welcome back to Intolerable Bosses. Thanks again for having me, Terry. We've had a lot of fun on these calls so far, and I'm looking forward to the topic today. It's great to team up with you again. We've had a blast teaming up on so many things in the last bunch of years, but especially the last two Intolerable Bosses shows that we did, one in January, one in February. We talked about the controlling boss at the beginning of the year and the indecisive boss last month. It was a lot of fun, I got to say. And I've had not only uh, feedback by way of email from some of the people that we've been working with, we're really starting to to strike a nerve here. We're really starting to uh, get a lot of interest from people who are looking for strategies to deal with this topic. Just to backtrack a little bit for some of our new listeners, we are talking on the first show of every month of the Inspiring Leaders podcast, and we're actually going to flip the model upside down. So instead of showcasing great leaders who are inspiring their people, we're exposing intolerable leaders and exploring what people can do to survive them. There's always something you can do to survive. When you get into a situation where you feel like you might be a little out of control, work-wise or otherwise, uh, that's really what we're here for, isn't it? Sure is. And you know, unlike the other episodes, Intolerable Bosses doesn't really have guests coming on, a different one each show. This is co-hosted by, well, you and I, Pat, the Leadership Brothers, Pat Lepovsky and Terry Lepovsky. You know, Terry, I've been working like you as an executive coach for several years now, helping other professionals literally around the world in different walks of life become better and more inspiring people and leaders for the the projects, for the organizations that they're part of. We've had an opportunity to meet some pretty spectacular people. And through that, we're helping transpose some of our learnings onto people who are listening in on each one of the calls. We've also seen and heard about a few bosses out there that are using some tactics that are... (laughs) I guess we could say a little less than exceptional. They're not really inspiring anyone except for themselves. You know, working for one of these bosses can be a real challenge. We've had a ton of feedback, emails, conversations from our listeners, and it's pretty obvious that we're hitting this court. From the sound of it, some of them have been really challenged at times to work for an intolerable boss. Really, you know, some of them have uh, described some pretty wild situations. When you have these situations, it's not the end of the story. You can do something about it. I was just thinking of one of these situations that we heard about through email. I've got to be a little careful here because I don't want to reveal the person's real name. So we're going to change the names to protect the innocent. So let's just call this person Janice. Janice emailed us to describe her intolerable boss. We'll call her Kareen. And Janice described Kareen as a highly indecisive boss. So this came about as a result of our last show that we had in February. It was to the point that Janice felt that her career was being held back. The way she described it, she said that 
Her small team of four people were falling really far behind on everything from projects to basic workflows in their financial services firm. And not only were the partners and the owners getting fed up with the boss, but the blame was falling downhill to the team of four people. And Janice started to see that she was getting a negative reputation as a result. So to make a long story short, not only did she quit, but there was a lot more to it than that. She actually took the last of her savings and hired a lawyer. And now she's suing her old intolerable boss for the harm of her professional character and for the mental stress that she's been suffering over the year. You know, you got to feel for people like Janice. She was in a very tough situation, probably feeling somewhat lost. And you know what? doesn't need to be this way. You know, no one should have to get the tooth's point. And, and that's actually the reason why we started the show, Intolerable Bosses. We, we want to really understand what's behind some of the negative tactics that we see in management, in business, and that we want to get this dialogue about what people can do going. Okay, so this brings us to our Intolerable Boss for this month. This month, we're talking about the stubborn boss. And in many ways, this is the quintessential bad boss. Before we get to surviving strategies, let's drill down on the stubborn boss. Let's make sure that we know who it is that we're talking about here. So first off, what is a stubborn boss? Here's how I've always defined a stubborn boss. Uh, they think they're always right no matter what. Their way or the hideway. It's almost impossible to change their way of thinking. It's the way they say it's going to happen and that's it, that's all. They're right. Even if everyone around them sees the issue differently or if the objective evidence is overwhelmingly stacked against them. I think about the image of a mule with all four legs unmoving despite the tug and the pull on its reins. It's not moving anywhere for anyone no matter what. This is the boss that sees the same downward trend in sales results but refuses to change the game plan for the team. This is the project management lead that won't meet with the marketing team because she knows that the go-to-market strategy is all figured out in her mind and she doesn't need to hear it from someone else's opinions, even if they're more deeply rooted in objectivity and everyone else knows it. I think we can all imagine what a stubborn boss looks like, but how do they get this way and how do they become so dysfunctional as a leadership pattern? Terry, that's a great question. That might be a Fairly simple question to answer, too. Most of the time, a boss becomes stubborn by closing their mind to outside ideas and opinions and facts. They really cling to their desire to be right. It's just interesting. It's, you know, they, they just have to be right in so many different situations. In effect, they really want to win rather than actually be factually correct or admit to the fact that someone else might be more correct or have a better answer than they have. It's an ego problem, and, and ego is actually an acronym. And you know what that stands for, Terry? No, I don't. Ego stands for everyone's got one, <laughs> but some have it more than others. Right, <laughs> <laughs> bingo. So it's an ego issue. It's not an uncommon trap, actually. It's actually a fairly, unfortunately, it can be a fairly common trap for a few people that want that management title for personal reasons rather than for altruistic reasons. So at the risk of generalizing, I'd say that stubborn bosses want to lead a team for the prestige of looking like a boss rather than for helping to guide people and initiatives into a better place. So essentially, when we see a boss that's stubborn, 
we're really seeing an example of weak emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is defined by self-awareness, self-management, awareness of others, and relationship management. The stubborn boss's desire to lead people is based on unawareness of an underlying insecurity, and their leadership title can become their justification for security. It's almost as if they're saying, I'm the boss, so I have to be right. Or they might be desperately looking for respect from others by withholding that respect from them and holding firm to their convictions, even when it seems illogical to do so. There may be more reasons than this, but the bottom line is that the stubborn boss holds on to their being right like a golden medal, not wanting to give up anything, no matter what, or at least not willingly. Uh, you know, they're pretty highly vested in being right, and that's just the course that they choose. Lottery or no lottery. Yeah. What do you think, Gary? Uh, does, does that describe it well? Should we add anything more to that? Well, you know what? I think it's a pretty decent description of what we see some bosses are doing, how they can come across as being stubborn. So now that we've exposed the stubborn boss, let's shift gears a little bit and let's explore what people can do to survive if they're working for a stubborn boss. What do you think of that, Pat? The first thing that comes to mind is that you really can't try to change a stubborn boss. They're kind of that uh, unmovable, impenetrable wall. And if you try to challenge them, you're simply asking for trouble. When you try to, to really change other people, it shows disrespect for them. And disrespecting a stubborn person is a one-way ticket to a fight. Back somebody into a corner, they come out swinging, you're probably not going to win this one. In line with this, employees of stubborn bosses should really avoid complaining about that person behind their back, either to vent or worse, to try to, to really discredit them or get them demoted. Being negative about somebody never really works. It's always something that backfires. You know, approach it with positive intent. And it shows poor judgment on anybody's part. Take a look at somebody like Michelle Obama said it very well during the 2016 U.S. presidential election when she said, when they go low, we go high. And so you think about the meaning of that, you know, use this as a frame of reference and you won't go wrong. You always take the high road and make sure that you approach with positive intent. Right. Absolutely. So there's definitely a couple of things that we should avoid. Discrediting your boss behind their back or challenging them. Definitely some things that we should be careful about and make sure that we don't step there, if you know what I mean. Well, here's a couple of things that we could aim to do more of. First off, I would say the first thing that somebody with a boss like this should do is aim to become more resilient. Well, that's easier said than done, right? How do you become more resilient? Well, for starters, how about this? Take care of yourself with the basic. Things like rest and energy. Get lots of sleep and eat well, and you'll be physically and mentally more prepared to head into that battlefield. Some of the other things that I would suggest is know that a stubborn boss will, by their very nature, try to deprive you of respect. They'll do this by downplaying your ideas and suggestions and overruling you with their own inclinations or decisions. And this means that you need to believe in yourself and you need to feed your own need for respect with small but constant reminders of what you're good at and what you're doing really well. So here's an example that I can give personally. I keep a little file just uh, on the side of my inbox and I call it the A file or the attaboy file. And what do I put in that little file folder? Well, I put copies of thank you emails and messages that I receive from other people and examples of good work that I know that I've done. 
And when my confidence gets a shove from somebody that's negative or tried to bull you uh, or bulldoze their way past me, well, one peek inside this little folder reminds me of all of the great work that I'm capable of and all of the self-respect that I deserve. So here's a great suggestion. Make your own little A file or add a boy file or add a girl file and keep it on the side of your inbox. Yeah, Terry, that's a fantastic idea. You know, it's interesting because we all have a little angel on one shoulder and a little devil on the other, and that's the voice inside of our heads, and there's uh, kind of two parts to it. And whoever feeds the other is going to be the loudest of the voices. So if you have somebody around you like the intolerable boss feeding the little into the devil on the one shoulder that's not telling you great things, then it's up to you to really take control and start to fill your mind and fill your confidence with things that build you up versus take you down. And, and you know, here's another good idea, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. So see if there are any ways that you can support your stubborn boss. Like it's nice to align yourself with them and show that you're actually an advocate in some way, shape or form. It might be counterintuitive to really think about doing that. But if you remove yourself from judgment and you have to admit that there really are some perspectives, opinions or decisions that come from your boss that are actually valid and, and well thought out, they might be right in many different circumstances. Yeah, they're not all bad, right? Totally. And, and really what it means is that you're, you're going to have to focus relentlessly on trying to really understand. Support that boss when you see that support is objectively deserved rather than falling into the trap of being constantly an adversary in your approach. This open alliance, as you start to crack the door open, might win some favor with the stubborn boss and show that you're aligned with them uh, in a positive way. And it will also show you as being more level-headed to your colleague. You know, be more fair than nice, right? If I take myself out of the situation of judge and jury here and I put myself into the situation of working for a stubborn boss, I'm starting to realize that it's human nature to actually start seeing that person as being against us all the time. So I think you're right. If we can kind of take that counterintuitive step of looking for those valid and well thought out perspectives from them and then supporting them, kind of swallowing our pride, I guess, is a good way of saying it and supporting them in that way. I could see that that would really show us as being more objective and, and more level headed than uh, than otherwise might be the case. Yeah. So in line with this, it also makes sense to make a few extra efforts to communicate more fully. Just understand what that boss wants and then do the absolute best that you can to deliver on everything. Absolutely. It almost reminds me of Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. But his follow-up to that was The Eighth Habit, which is find your voice and inspire others to find theirs. You can actually inspire your boss to find a different voice at times. It's a good strategy to take on. This, this statistic tells us that 60% of unhappy employees stay in their job, even though they're unmotivated, unengaged, unproductive. If the situation's toxic, it's almost irreparable. Acknowledging this and getting out in front of it is something that should really be put on top of uh, some of your available options. Would you agree with that? I think we mentioned this on some of the other shows back in January, February, when we did the other intolerable bosses shows. The real last resort here is not being part of that 60% that stay, even though the situation has become toxic. If it's getting to that point, then folks, you really need to acknowledge this is beyond your control. You're not happy. The situation's not good. This is where you really start having to actively look around, start talking to other people about other job options, other departments where maybe you can transfer, or maybe even go down and start to speak to somebody over an HR. Nobody deserves to have to work in an environment like that, especially where it's having issues like, you know, health, 
mental health, that sort of thing. Well, you know what, Pat? I think that's a pretty good overview for the most part, understanding what a stubborn boss is and considering what we can do to work with one. Just a reminder, if anyone's listening in and hears these ideas and they're thinking to themselves, you know what, I'm dealing with a situation right like this and I'd love to talk to somebody about this. You know what, let us know. This is what we do. We're recording these episodes to help. So it stands to reason uh, that we're more than willing to talk to anybody about a personal situation. Just don't be afraid to reach out. Every conversation with us is obviously confidential. And sometimes the personal situation and the solution or the potential uh, helping items could be very much you know, a personal item related on your situation. So call. Uh, we've had calls in the past. Keep on calling and uh, reach out to us, please. Yeah, call or, or email. It stands to reason, as you said, Pat. While everybody else is out there doing their jobs, this is what you and I are doing full-time every day. We're out there researching best practices, new perspectives, new ideas. By all means, there's help out there. We're more than willing to be part of that solution. So there you have it. That's another episode of Intolerable Bosses. We hope you enjoyed it. And we also want to say a special thank you to our show sponsor, the Otis Group at O-T-U-S group.com. Francis, Richard, Lynn, Zoe, and the whole gang over at the Otis Group, well, they're strong believers in creating a world where there are more leaders worth following. And we couldn't agree with them more. So support those who support us and visit them for all of your risk and financial management consulting or virtual CFO needs. Lastly, everything that we talk about here will be in the show notes as well. So scroll down to see them or head on over to our website, ubiquity.coach slash podcast and tap into those notes yourself and the leadership brothers will be back in the first week of april to expose the resistant manager and explore what you can do to survive so don't miss this one next week we're back with inspiring leaders and our guest is going to be the extraordinary guy from san francisco mr dave conley is going to join us to talk about becoming limitless so tune in for that one next week Thanks very much, everybody, for tuning in this week. Yeah, and thanks very much to everybody for listening today. Take care, everybody, and thanks a lot. Bye for now.